long time ago in the Jordan River, Jesus was baptized and many things happened. Holy Spirit came upon him, the voice of the Father was heard, and then the mission of Jesus started. It's the beginning of his public life. And this historical event that took place long time ago in a specific place before specific witnesses came to be real or came to be communicated to us through the liturgy of the church and more precisely through your own baptism. So this <clears throat> gospel we read refers to a historical event that took place a long time ago because Christianity is very much rooted in history. And then it comes to us, is communicated and transmitted through our own baptism. So today we can look at the baptism of Jesus, what happened there, what were the symbols and elements of his baptism, and then reflect on your own baptism and reflect on the realities that also both took place on that day and also are unfolding and still take place. Baptism is, or the realities of baptism is at the same time something that we are already are, we are baptized, it's a status that is already present, but also it has a, a dynamism of becoming. You are also growing and deepening into those realities. Think of baptism as the sowing of, seed, of seeds. God, through the words of, of most likely a priest and the holy water, has sown in your soul, in your heart, seeds of life. And we can <clears throat> distinguish many seeds, but I will try to kind of summarize in, in three. The seed of purification or cleansing, the seed of sanctification or Christification, and then the seed of a mission, of com being commissioned like Jesus was commissioned. And before anything we say, I think it's a good day both to give thanks for our own baptism and second to pray for the renewal of the graces of baptism. These seeds are sown, but if we don't water them, they don't grow. Sometimes we don't reflect enough in, in the power and the capacity of the seeds that were sown to grow. And I would say many, many Catholics don't even allow those seeds to grow more than like maybe this tall, when it can become a big tree. And one concrete thing we can do is to know and learn the day you were baptized. I hope you all have that date and that place if you are baptized as an adult, maybe that's easy. If you are baptized as an infant, maybe you need to do some detective work. I was baptized October 21st in Corpus Christi Parish in Seville, Spain. I, I, I learned this three years ago. I, I was not as good, so, but I did my homework ahead of time. And I put that date in, in an electronic calendar, and I put repeat till the end, till I die, repeat. So every October 21st, I give thanks to God for that miracle that happened in that place that I don't even remember, who was a priest, 
I do remember my godparents and my parents, but not the, the moment itself. But I do acknowledge that in that baptism, seeds were sown that then started to grow in many different ways and through different events in life. So let's look at these three things that happened in the baptism of Jesus and that happened in your own baptism. And they also describe realities that you are invited to grow more and more. The first thing that happens in any baptism is what we call cleansing or purification. And this is reflected in the action of Jesus of going down into the water. When Jesus was baptized before John the Baptist, he did this action. He went down into the waters of the river Jordan. Why is that a symbol of purification? In the Bible, the water has one symbolism, has many symbolisms, but one of them is the symbolism of chaos. When Jesus walks on water in the Gospels, it's a symbol that he has power over the waters. He has control over the chaos of the ocean and of the lake. So when Jesus goes down into the water, it's a symbol of going down into the chaos of broken humanity. The going down of Jesus into the water is a symbol of his going down into the sinfulness and brokenness of the history of humanity. And that's why Christian art, more precisely Eastern icons, Fernanda is an iconographer, she can maybe give you more details, they depict the baptism of Jesus as a tomb. You can see in this icon that the water surrounded the body of Jesus is like a tomb. Because the fathers of the church always said that the going down into the waters of the Jordan was an anticipation of his going down into his death and into his tomb. In a sense, he doesn't need to be purified, but he goes into the waters to purify the waters. And that's the first reality, the first seed that was sown in our own baptism, the capacity to renounce sin. In the baptism that you experience, Jesus went down into the waters of your sinfulness. He went down into your chaos, into your darkness. He went down into your brokenness. So to purify it, so to forgive it, so to heal it, so to overcome it. And if you think all the el many elements of the rite of baptism, they're connected with this aspect of purification and renunciation to evil. One, we do the profession of faith, and we're going to do it today, and we renounce Satan and all his works and all his empty promises. If you were baptized as an adult, you said those words. As a child, maybe your parents and godparents did it for you. Second, you are anointed with the oil of salvation. That is a symbol of 
purification is kind of like an exorcism. It's a minor exorcism. The oil was put in the, those who wrestle, so when the enemy will come to attack, your hands and your arms were slippery. So on the year of your baptism, you were anointed with the oil of salvation. So when the enemy wants to get a hold of you, your body is like, or your soul is slippery. It's not so easy to get a hold of you. And then you were immersed in water three times. Why three times? Because of the Holy Trinity, but also because Jesus was in the tomb for three days. So the going down three times symbolizes that the day on your baptism, you are buried with Christ. Your sinfulness and your brokenness is buried. So to rise to a new life. That's what Paul says in Romans, in, in the Romans 6, I believe. Romans 6. You are buried with Jesus and rise to a new life. So that's the first thing that happened in your baptism. You are forgiven of your sins. You are forgiven of original sin. And God started, gave you a capacity to resist evil, to overcome temptation, to heal your brokenness. So that's a seed that is already sown, but that you also need to keep developing. To be a baptized Catholic means to be an, in an ongoing battle and renunciation of the sin, of the flesh, of the world, and of the influence of the enemy. And this will continue till the day we die. But it started in your own baptism. And it's strengthened through prayer and most precisely through the sacraments, and especially confession and the Holy Eucharist. All the sacraments that we received, they strengthened and complete the graces you received on the day of your own baptism. That's the first seed. The second seed is a seed of Christification or sanctification. Baptism is not only cleansing, purification, washing. Something new is imparted into your soul when you are baptized. When the priest put water and said the words upon you, or the deacon, or if you are an emergency baptism, whoever it was, through those words and through those gestures, through this material element of water, something new, something changed in your soul. It's what philosophy calls ontological change, metaphysical change. You become a new creation. There's a new reality. If we could do an x-ray of the soul of a baptized person and an unbaptized person, well, there's a difference. There's a new reality that was sown, a new seed of supernatural life in your soul. And especially the coming of the Holy Spirit that makes you like another Jesus, and for that reason you can call upon God as your Father. You are anointed by the Holy Spirit. 
the essence of your soul is now sanctified, indwelled by the presence of the Holy Spirit, you become more like Christ, and then you can, you can pray as a beloved son, as a beloved daughter. And this is what is revealed on the baptism of Jesus. On the day of the baptism of Jesus, we see in a visible way what Jesus is from all eternity. Think of these elements of the baptism of Jesus. He goes down into the water. The heavens are open. The Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove. And then the Father speaks, and he says these words, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And pay attention to the word beloved and well. The Father manifests, in a sense, the, the heart of the Trinity. He says to Jesus, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. By the way, this is a phrase that you should memorize and repeat over and over again. Because what Jesus says about, the Father says about Jesus, since baptism, he says it about you. So by repeating it, you enter into that reality. I just came across the notion of secure attachment. I don't know if you ever heard that. It's a psychological term. And it means essentially something that we all know, that because of being social beings, we need, in order to thrive and develop, the affirmation of others and especially when we are children. This is kind of a simple definition of attachment. It is the lived experience of being fully seen and fully loved by another for who you are and not what you do. Children with a secure attachment use their mother or primary attachment figure as a secure base. They know she will be there and attend to them and attend to their needs so that they, they are safe to explore their environment and they face the world with confidence. So secure attachment comes when you are fully seen, fully loved and appreciated for who you are and not what you do. And it comes or it stems from having a secure base, a faithful relationship of love by someone else. The two human uh, figures of secure attachment are parents with their children and spousal love. Those are the main human instrument God uses to transmit this notion of attachment. So on the day of, your, of baptism, we see why Jesus is so confident. Because he has this secure base the presence of his father, both eternally and throughout history, saying, you are my son, in you I am well pleased. Before anything you do, I love you. I delight in you. So the good news is that on the day of your baptism, you enter that reality. It's as if Jesus comes and says, you, come. Come and be baptized here with me. 
And as he receives the voice of the Father and the coming of the Holy Spirit, you say that you realize that those words are also for you. So that happened in your own baptism, and that develops through time. And the more we live in the state of grace, the more we enter this lived experience of being fully seen and fully loved by the Father in Jesus. I mean, this is so mysterious and so deep and so beautiful that we need to meditate and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal our deepest identity as beloved sons and beloved daughters. It's a real change in your soul. So that's the second thing. You have been anointed. You have been Christified. You have been sanctified. Supernatural life dwells in you. And whatever the Father says about Jesus, he wants to say about you. And the last element, the last seed, is the seed of being commissioned with Christ or being anointed for a purpose. On the day of the baptism of Jesus, his mission begins. St. Peter says in the second reading, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So God empowers Jesus in the day of his baptism, and then he begins to preach, he begins to heal, he begins to perform miracles, he begins his mission. He spends his life, every day of his life, doing good and healing others. That's what happened in the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. His mission begins, and he begins to bear fruit. For three years, he will live with intensity in his public life. And basically, he changes the world. And that's also the invitation for any baptized Catholic. To be baptized means to be commissioned. Co-missioned. You share in the mission of Christ. A baptized Christ, uh, Catholic should be another Christ, Alter Christus, in your workplace, in your family, in your school, wherever you live, wherever you walk every day. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you, you should also live with a sense of mission. And that's, again, a seed that was sown and is already there, and a seed that can grow more and more. And for this reason, in the day of your baptism, you received a candle. It's a reminder, Jesus is the light of the world, but his light is now shining in you and through you. You share in his mission. So this week, I invite you to, one, give thanks for the day of your baptism. Maybe you can extend that thanksgiving for your godparents and parents that were instrumental in taking you to the font of baptism, 
If you don't learn the date, well, learn the date. If you can't find pictures, try to find pictures. And give thanks for that day. Then, every morning when you wake up, try to get some holy water. As you exit, there is a container to the right. We don't have individual containers, but you can find somewhere, somehow to take the holy water or come back this week. Or if you have holy water in your home, just use that one. So every morning, just bless yourself with holy water. The main meaning of holy water is, is a reminder of our own baptism. The blessing with holy water symbolizes all these things. I am cleansed, I am sanctified, and I am sent into mission. So when you use holy water to bless yourself, you are saying, what I received on that day, I want to live it fully. The seeds and the graces I have received, I want them to be unleashed, grow more and more. So try to bless yourself with holy water in this week, especially when you wake up. Just say, Jesus, today I want to live as a baptized Catholic. Today I choose for myself to follow you, to be with you. And let me finish sharing with you this beautiful passage written by Pope St. Leo the Great. This is in the 5th century, a long time ago. And it's in the beginning of the section of baptism in the catechism. He says, this is Pope Leo, Christian, remember your dignity, and know that you share in God's own nature. Do not return by sin to your former base condition. Bear in mind who is your head and whose body you are a member. Do not forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of God's kingdom through the sacrament of baptism you have become a temple of the Holy Spirit.